You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 663, Valor, issue 12, DOA, part 1, prognosis negative. And welcome to episode 663 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I'm Paul French, and today I am retired refrigerator repairman lad. <laughs> Wait <laughs> a second. Up, did you? Well, you know, I um, I think I've mentioned before that, uh, you know, I, I've been doing repairs on our refrigerator uh, throughout all this nonsense. And um, so last year, it was kind of a, so do we buy a new one? Or, or not, and I was like, I think I can fix it. And I did, and that fix lasted for a year. It's a refrigerator that owes us nothing. We bought it, you know, back when Jan and I first met. I think it was actually, it was our first major purchase together. And, um, but, you know, the ref- the freezer works fine, the refrigerator, not so much, and uh, and it just turns out that it is just not transferring the uh, the cold very well. And it is done. So I, I repaired it last week and uh, and declared that this is the last time I fix this fridge. And then I tried once more. <laughs> and that once more did not take. And so we have a new fridge coming on Wednesday. It is new fridge day. It is a bigger fridge. It is a better fridge. It is uh, all of the things. Um, but most importantly, it will keep our food cold. And that yeah. is, is you know, that is fridge gold for us around here right now. And so I hang up my tool belt, which wasn't really a tool belt. It was a pair of pliers. Um, and, and quite honestly, often a hairdryer. Uh, <laughs> I hang right, it up. MacGyver. Yeah, it, totally, totally. And um, uh, yeah, I hang that up and I look forward to a new fridge that will actually work. And so that is uh, that is me in a nutshell. Is that you in a nutshell? That is me. You, you see that little nutshell? I am in that. Oh, I can wow. also sh- I, I can also apparently shrink. <laughs> oh, well, that's handy. Indeed. How about you, sir? Well, uh, well, it's the end of Pride. So I, I know everybody on uh, Thursday is going to be very sad to see all the rainbow imagery off of Facebook and Twitter because mm-hmm. they've been inundated with it. Everything will go back to being bland, grayscale. Um, but I actually, I am uh, Darren Noel, and tonight I am Secret Origin Lad. Oh. Because I, I can finally reveal the secret origin of me in uh, the world of, of gayness. <laughs> oh, wow. So when I was a baby gay, um, being around 24, 25, there was a club in Atlanta called Backstreet Atlanta, and it was a 24-hour club, and everyone who was anyone would go to this club. And upstairs, at the top of the club, there would be a drag cabaret called Charlie Brown's X-Rated Cabaret, and it was indeed X-Rated. The, the language was coarse, filthy, and I loved every second of it. And these were the ladies, because they, they present as ladies. They're, yeah. they're mostly men in drag. 
um, especially back then, we never would have said trans anything. Um, but um, these are the ladies who raised me and gave me the skills to be able to fend off idiots in the homophobic society. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we lost one of them oh. the other day. Uh, legendary drag performer Lily White, who started performing in 1968, I believe. Um, she passed away from cancer, had a lot of uh, medical issues towards the end of her life. Um, and she passed away. So I'd like everybody, if you have a cocktail handy, a drink, a, we're going to do a toast to Lily Indeed. tonight. This is one of her toasts. So if you have sensitive ears, please do not listen to what I am going to say in a minute. Because I now have enlarged the text and it went away. There it is. Okay. So everybody raise your glass. We're going to have a cocktail toast right now. This is from uh, the great, late and great, Lily White. Here's to the men I've loved the best. I fucked them naked and I fucked them dressed. I fucked them standing and fucked them lying. And if they had wings, I'd have fucked them flying. But when they're <laughs> dead and long forgotten, I'm going to dig them up and fuck them rotten. Cheers. Nice. Alamost. That is the easiest one I can say without getting bleeped too much. I, I've, I think I've, got, far, I've got news for you, sir. You will be bleeped absolutely none. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I think we're past the point of being bleeped. Yeah. We, we, yeah. Are, we are. So good night, Ms. Lily, and thank you for everything, baby. Thank you. Nicely said, sir. Over to you, Mr. Travis. Hey, everybody. This is Travis Illusor, and this week, unfortunately, I am returned to work, lad. After 16 or 17 months or whatever it's been, I'm going back to the office on Tuesday, and I'm so, so excited about it. I can't contain my excitement. Oh, wait, I shifted into sarcasm, lad. Oh, <laughs> wait a second. Ah, goodness. Um, yeah, so I've, I've been trying to get ready for that, actually. You know, I'm going to have to put on shoes again for the first time in a couple of months. Uh, Pants? Oh, good long luck with time. the pants. Good luck with the pants. Uh, I, I haven't gained any weight since like eighth grade. I'm fine and with I that. I hate you. <laughs> uh, Ellisor men don't gain weight. We just we stay the same shape our entire lives. We just, yeah. My dad, my grandpa, all that's just how we are. It's, it's, it's our curse and that's why everyone hates us. We can't help it. Yeah, you're right. What would Kelly LeBrock say? Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Mm. <laughs> land of fried chicken and mashed potatoes and gravy and don't gain any pounds That's oh it's it's a hard life let me tell you yeah <laughs> no but i had to like buy stuff for bringing the lunch again like it's just thing i made plans for juniper i i didn't want her just you know she's gotten a little spoiled yeah totally she's been home with you for a year yeah, so I actually had to talk with my mom about it. And since my mom is retired at home all the time, she's like, hey, I'll keep her on your days at work. Aw. So nice. she's going to mom's tomorrow night and going to stay till uh, Thursday after work, and I'll go pick her up. Okay. She'll get spoiled for a few days. Yeah. Yeah, so, unlike unlike the rest, the rest of the days where she, well, she gets spoiled with you too, right? <laughs> Well, it's a different kind of spoil. Yeah. <laughs> it's like being grandma the, versus daddy. You yep, know. Bring yeah, the kids yeah. over to grandma's. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, that's me. Uh, over to you, Michael. 
Hi, everybody. I'm Michael Grabois, and this weekend I was three-day weekend lad. Uh, I, I had to work last Sunday, so uh, that meant that I could take Friday off. And so it was a nice three-day weekend, and I did pretty much what I always do on the weekends, which is sleep late. And by sleeping late, I mean wake up around 11.30 or 12 wow. noon. That is late. I remember the days I could do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's easy to do with no kids and no dog. <laughs> and, and fortunately, um, I have, uh, as my sister reminds me, I'm blessed with good sleep genes so that like, I can wake up and uh, use the bathroom and then go back to bed and go back to sleep. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. It's it, it it is like it is it is but a mere it is a mere interruption. It is not a uh, an end. <laughs> and that yes. and now I have reason to hate the both of you because I cannot do that. Uh, Once I'm awake, I'm awake. Unless I'm drunk, then I can go back to sleep. But <laughs> awake, I'm awake. There are times so, I have gotten uh, up, I've made the kid breakfast, I've gone back to bed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So I did have a, a little break, went over to a friend's house, had a pool party, nice. had a few beers, saw some people I hadn't seen in a while, and uh, so it was just a, a nice, uneventful three-day weekend. That sounds wonderful, that sounds, actually. Yeah, it sounds awesome. <laughs> but then I have to go back to work tomorrow. Well. Such is life. It's the price that is paid, right? That is true. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's, you know. It's it's the price of of having a salary and benefits, which is a nice thing to have. Exactly. So. Yeah. Amen. So that's it for me. Uh, I would ordinarily turn it over to Jim at this time, but he is uh, working for out. the Royal Flush Gang. Is what he's doing. Yes, uh, on not out, Ventura. Not out in deep space, but he will uh, hopefully be joining us uh, already in progress. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens, but, uh, you know, th- that walking money isn't going to serve itself out. So it's true. It's true. Um, all right. So, uh, Legion news. <sighs> crickets, crickets, crickets. <laughs> Wait, is there some valor? Uh, news? Are we surprised? <laughs> Maybe there's some valor news. Uh, I doubt it. I really doubt it. <laughs> God dang it. All right. Well, nope. Is there some DC fandom news coming out about Legion? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, is, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, although there is that cool thing that that we speculate may have some something Legiony in it. Um, what was the thing that you uh, sent to us yesterday, Travis? The DC. Book oh, of the uh, DC is it DC Book of Lists. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, let me pull the exact title up here. You know, my memory's no good, Paul. I'm old. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not as old as y'all, but I'm old. Bitch, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sit your skinny ass down and remember shit, okay? You got another 10 years. <laughs> yeah, uh, DC Book of List hardcovers coming out September 29th, 2021. Uh, written by Randall L- Lodowitz. Uh 
Uh, description says, each entry in this book celebrates another corner of DC's past, present, and future. It revels in the rich tapestry of DC's characters and history, or histories for that matter. Each first meeting of Batman and Superman is listed, as are highlights of Hawkman's many reincarnations and Jimmy Olsen's transformations. Harley Quinn's most peculiar career choices, they might quite a resume. Legacy characters like the Flash and Green Lantern are highlighted, profiling each character to don the mantle, and Suicide Squad members are memorialized in a breakdown of who was killed on each mission. From superheroes and villains with tattoos to the many cats prowling around the DC Universe, you'll find a surprise or two on every page. And the cover has a true variety of characters. Uh, just trying to see if we have any Legion characters on there. I'm looking. It's all their heads, right? Yeah, I, there's a L-E-G-I-O-N character. There's uh, Larissa Malore. Isn't that well, weird? I, <laughs> I, I'm just like... What a, what a strange flex. It's, it's, yeah. very, it's very Marvel-looking dress, then. For me, I know I know DC's done like the floating head thing and the roll call you know, columns and stuff, but I just think of that as a marble. It's you're right. That is very uh, yeah yeah. Anyway, I I uh, I have ordered it um, because I think this is going to be great trivia fodder either way, um, and it looks like fun. Here's a here's a list of all the members of all the legions of superheroes, all 150 of them or whatever. Uh, Vril Dox is on the cover. Hey, there you go. There you go. Hey, look the, the, uh, uh, for for next week's Legion show. I've got I've got some Legion news. Let me tell you. There you, you think go. you think it's hard to come by Legion news? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you guys. All right. So. Uh, oh wait, uh, uh, Lightning Lads on the cover. Ooh, lightning lad. He looked. First, he, he changed. He changed which, shape, didn't he? Which, who was brought? Which back one? And Validus. Ooh, oh, well, now we know why. Father and son. Uh, okay. First, okay. first set of parents to have a monstrous dark side baby. It'll be. Uh, it'll be fathers and sons uh, that are on the opposite sides, or something like that. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. You know. Uh, Supervillains that are parents of heroes, super vill- uh, heroes that are parents of villains. Parents of villains, yeah. Interesting. Or it'll it be looks like, like the shit Phantom Girl. What? It looks like Phantom Girl's on there, but it's the Phantom Girl from the uh, the Terrifics. Oh, okay. Right, right. Still, so still it's, counts. It's a very random, <laughs> random assortment. It is that. It, that's a very interesting collection. Um, but I guess it's their way of showing that, like, man, this covers all kinds of continuities. Um, yeah. Right. Anyway, so I'm I'm looking forward to this. This will be a, a fun read. What's continuity, Paul? Oh, <laughs> don't ask anyone at DC. Yeah, it's continuity. Everything's in continuity. Every that, all that's, that's of it. Easy, it. All of it. it all Mark counts. Mark Wade and, and Grant Morrison are like, um, yeah, we've been. Bitch, we made this. Mark, Mark Wade is like years, we'll go down to one continuity and one Earth again. It'll be more confusing. So, Mark Wade is like, stop, hypertime. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and 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 what? And I'm sure Grant Morrison's saying something like that, but none of us understand it. No. All right. All right then. Hey, let's get into the issue. 
Uh, Valor, issue number 12, came out in October of 1993. Oh, I remember it well. Oh, frightening. Um, October of 1993. Actually, that's, that's the cover date. Was, yes, you're on, right. You're right. It came out in so August. August, yeah. August 17th. I had just found a new comic store as I moved back home for for a spell after uh, after finishing school, and um, and this would have been in my one of my early pull lists from there. Before before we get started, I want to uh, recap um, the last bit of issue eleven. The last um, yada yada. So wait, we're recapping yeah, the recap the last- of Valor. <laughs> Well, no, it's not a recap. It's just the last couple of panels. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was the start of a, a, a bold new direction. Yes. And uh, it ended, uh, right. issue 11 ended with someone in a purple, purple robe watching Valor. The caption reading, his name was Valor. He was the most powerful hero ever to roam the stars. His legacy would have spanned 10 centuries, inspiring a legion of young champions to galactic heroism. If only he had lived. Six issues that will change history. DOA beginning next month. Wow. And that's wow. where we pick up today. Yes, it is. But first, but first. Well, wait. There's the cover. Look at this cover. Adam Hughes and uh, who who did this with him? Joe Rubenstein. Oh, Joe Rubenstein. Really? Fantastic. Yep. Now, Joe Rubenstein's a guy whose who's work mo- was mostly over at Marvel. And, um, you know, inked a ton of stuff over there. Um, I, I remember when uh, Don Newton died. They, um, He and Joe Rubenstein were, were really good friends. And so DC brought uh, Joe in to ink his last issue of Infinity Inc. Um and oh, and yeah, and uh, and uh, and God, Don Newton with Joe Rubenstein and King. Oh my God, it's stunning. And um, but they but Marvel gave a special dispensation. Like yeah, go ahead. You know we'll we'll, uh, we'll let you do this. And um, and so uh, so uh, you know Joe inked those. But you don't see him a lot on DC stuff. And uh, and I mean him paired with Adam Hughes, it's. It's fantastic. He's got a he's got just such a neat line, um, and uh, with a guy like Hughes, you know, you, we're used to we're used to often seeing uh, Hughes inking himself, um, and this really doesn't feel far off that, and that is unusual. I'm sure Adam Hughes is like, oh God, someone else inking me, but uh, you know, m- most most artists find themselves to be their best inker, but uh, um, yeah, he's just got a real good sense of light and dark. And uh, it looks great. So uh, basically, we have him standing over this woman with uh, "I Dream of Genie" hair, and uh, they are clearly in the mouth of some sort of monster. And he is holding that jaw open because he's Valor, goddammit. and he's going to be the greatest hero ever. If, if only he'd survive. That's his job, holding his... holding the monster mouth open. Exactly, exactly. If so only he lives. If only he lives. So we open the page and we see a guy in a purple robe. Well, that can't be good. That's never good. And we see a whole lot of sort of, uh, they look like they're shaped kind of like teardrops and uh, they've got various images of valor in them. 
And of course, for us at this stage, we're used, you know, the, uh, the time trapper is gone, right? So uh, we saw it. We saw it happen. And uh, I mean, there was no body, but, you know, that's okay. And uh, and so, um, you know, we're used to sort of, if there's this purple robe, it would be Glorith, right? But I don't know. I've seen Glorith. Those hips ain't Glorith's. Yeah, those hips don't <laughs> lie. Yeah. She didn't wear a purple robe, though, did she? She was wearing her, uh, her bodysuit with the, with the bare legs. Well, I, I, I mean, technically, yeah. technically, the the uh, Time Trapper's robes are magenta, not purple. So, uh, you know. I stand corrected. Um, <laughs> all <Just> right. <laughs> all righty. So, um there, there is an orchard of frozen moments uh, framed in crystal of one of the 20th century's greatest heroes. Each and every jewel is treasured by a mysterious being, one whose destiny, sooner than anyone expects, will become forever entwined with that of a young man named Valor. He is being watched, and at this moment, he is putting on quite a show. And uh, we see him uh, being held back by... Uh, <laughs> by a bunch of, uh, I guess, Legion soldiers. And uh, he's saying, where is Docs? And it is part one, DOA part one, prognosis negative. Uh, story by Mark Wade. Pencils by Jeffrey Moore. Inks by Michael Sellers. Uh, colorist Dave Graff. Letter Bob Pinaha. And um, assistant executioner, Mike McAvaney. And executioner, Casey Carlson. He's willing to take the so, so someone's mad at Vril Docs? That never happens in a book. Exactly. So um, he's throwing these guys around, and we see Garen Beck come out of there, and there's uh, FaZe, um, the woman who would be Tinya, or someone else. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. She says, oh no, Valor. I knew it would come to this someday. And... Um, um, Stratus says, "Phase red alert! Some maniac has broken into Legion headquarters." Valor. They've gotten right into calling him Valor, even though they knew him as Largand. They're they're like, well, they, they we're on they board saw the, with the title name of the book. That, that's so, right. Yeah. They're like, yeah, it's written. It's right there. Yeah, exactly. It's right there. It was it, it, it was even on uh, it was even a couple of pages Daredevil. ago. Yeah. Um, that would just be crazy madness get off me i don't want to bust any heads but i'm not making any promises not with my powers out of whack just bring me docs and no one gets hurt understand yes oh yeah yeah see uh there you go alan um yep yep he's uh he's like i'm channeling uh ultra dillinger and i i haven't even met him yet there's a blast (laughs) we haven't used that one in a while right i know just bring me docs and no one gets hurt See? Um, and uh, Stratus says, what's he want with the boss? Faze says, my guess? Revenge. Docs tricked Valor into, air quote, visiting Starlag. The prison planet? Why? Oh, we're getting full-on recap here, folks. Um, and she says, uh, this was, by the way, back in Valor 4, according to KC and Mac, who were a disco band uh, that specialized I know, in... right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the Sunshine Boys showed up. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Give it up, baby. Baby, give it up. Um, who knows with Docs? My question is, can we keep Valor from taking payback out of Docs's hide? 
hey, you know, what what uh, self-respecting legionnaire is really going to be worried about that? <laughs> you know. They all know, one thing that they all know is a dox is a dick. All right. And uh, and so um, we get uh, Strata jumps out there and uh, and it's, leave that to me. And, uh, and Valor says, Strata, look out. Pow. And away she goes. And uh, um, Faze says, I don't believe it. And the other guy says, he brushed her off like a gnat. Now who's going to stop him? <laughs> Clink. And we see who is. And because it, we are in issue 12 and it's taken this long to get a, uh, a Lobo appearance. No, it hasn't. Right. No, he's yeah. been in there. Before. Yeah, he's yeah, he, he's he's a regular. Yeah. Um he says, Leave the little bastard to me. We got a score to settle. Come on, large gland. Give Uncle Lobo your best shot. Large gland, seriously. Large gland, yeah. <laughs> and There's a drag name for you. We large see large gland. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we see him get thrown off world. Um and Docs is Docs is there. He says, "You weren't bluffing. You are stronger now. It's been a while since Lobo's been treated to an aerial tour of the planet. You were looking for me, Docs. Do you realize what you put me through? I could kill you. You could, of course, if you did. Neither of us would have no, would ever know why you've apparently lost complete control over your powers. Is that a trade-off you're willing to make? You know the answer. You always know the answers. Let's talk." And uh, so later on, they're talking, and he says, I don't know why you've taken such delight in dealing me dirt time after time, and under the circumstances, I don't care why. I may not like you, Docs, but I have to respect your genius. That's why I'm willing to swap my grudge for a diagnosis. Docs says, wisely put, fortunately for you, I find your plight tantalizingly puzzling. Let's see how much we can find out before Lobo makes his way back, shall we? You drew your uh, own. I.e., if my brain doesn't get a hard on for this, I don't give a shit. Basically, yeah. And yeah, um, translation to New York or whatever. You know. And also, that's going to be a big interruption when Lobo gets back. <laughs> he says, You drew your own blood sample with laser vision. That's working properly, I take it. Off and on, like the rest of my powers. And your super strength? The device you're lifting registers at tenfold what it was before. He's kind of, you know, lifting a Colossus-like danger room. <gasps> Don't say danger room. Uh, device. And your super strength? Oh, yeah, I said that already. Yeah. Uh, for the moment, as I said, my abilities fade and pulse. Uh-oh. And he cracks the, the, uh, he cracks the thing. And, oh, it falls apart. Thaboom! Take a drink. Yay! Blast it. See? The problem is, I can't find a level. One moment I'm weak, the next I destroy things with a touch. Lots of things. Nothing we can't bill you for. How about your sensory powers? Enhanced hearing, for example. Still functioning? Valor? Valor? And he's blown through the wall. And he says, I guess so, considering I heard her cries from miles away. And just in the nick of time, I don't know what that thing is that's got her. And we see a big monster holding on to, oh, I know who it is, um, holding on to a woman. Help, help. And he says, but it better have a, I don't know what the thing is that's got her, but it better have a good dental plan. Mm. And he takes out a couple of teeth. 
And there, she's free. But not out of danger. If I catch her, I could crush her. But with these tents, I can break her fall. And he grabs uh, these tents and, and you know, does just what he said. Um, and uh, he looks at her and says, wow. Hi, I'm Lar, Lar Gand, and you're eternally grateful. My name is Lori, and you saved my life. Well, looks like I'm one for three. Pretty grisly scene. What's their story? They're, we're explorers by trade. We were probing the ancient caverns of Cairn when two prehistoric dino beasts emerged whole from within, killing my partners and ravaging our camp. And so he's, he does, he gives a little scan. He says, weird. Max Revision doesn't show where they could have come from. They, wait a minute. Did you say two dino beasts? And she gasps. That's right. There's another dino beast. Oh, and he's a big sucker. Um, and so, you know, he, uh, he, uh, chomps down on Valor and Valor's like, and the the thing's like, and Valor says, I said, you're, and he opens the mouth, he pushes open the mouth, you're torquing me off. And he gets out and he flams him in the face, in the face. Ow. And <laughs> then painful. after thwamming him, he thwams him. Hammy. Yeah. Uh yeah, here we go. I there... haven't been thwammed in some time. Hey now. <laughs> uh here we go. This is what I needed. A chance to let go. Flex my muscles to the max without worrying about somebody getting hurt. And thoom, it catches him uh, with it with its uh, tail. And off he goes flying and uh close lo- enough. Take a drink. Yeah, close enough, exactly. And uh, it's one yeah. of the sil- it's one of the syllables. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and Lori says Lar, and uh, and and he says, "Damn it, not now." Power's flaked out again for what's going to be the last time. Oh, he's like my fridge. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then there's a zack. <laughs> Valor is like my fridge. And soon, my fridge is getting discontinued. Wait, call Gail Simone. Tell her it happens to men, too. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was tasteless, but I've been drinking. (laughs) Legionnaires in refrigerators. It's coming. Um, And uh, he gets zapped. And Valor says, what the? Turns out it's Lori. She got a big gun. It's a BFG. Big freaking gun. Well, you know. We are we are past the aliens era, and now we're we're doing Jurassic Park here. So yeah, we're yeah, taking well, hey, some. It's of that time. Some well known sci fi tropes and going for it. And I'm like, all all in, go for it, guys, go for it. Absolutely. Back off, ugly says Laura. You want to get to him? You're gonna have to go through me. And Valor's like, oh my god, I'm in love. And get away from him, you bitch. And uh, and. <laughs> And she looks at him and says, are you? And he says, I'm catching my breath, unfortunately. And uh, so is our friend. Any more juice than that thing? And she says, it's spent. And he says, too bad. Then we have to do this the hard way. And he grabs his uh, cape, and um, which seems very, very stretchy. Did he tug it? Then we have to do this the hard way. And he... um, Wraps it around the thing's neck and uh, and goes and he says, "I hate to, I hate like hell to get down and dirty like this, but I won't take chances with her life. Survival of the fittest. It's us." 
or him. Crack. And down he goes. Man. And I guess, what? I, I guess he thought that was better than like just lifting her up and flying her away and leaving this poor defenseless dragon creature. <laughs> that was just defending his home. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How rude. Um, and she says, that was incredible. Are you okay? And he says, actually, I feel great. Maybe all I needed was to really cut loose. Damn, Fowler's a dick. He could be Superman. Um, <laughs> he, he says, I'm just sorry I wasn't in time to save your partners. Are you going to be all right here all uh, all alone? And, uh, and she says, I'd feel safer with you. I bet she does. Yeah. And he says, funny, that makes two of us. Let's go see a man. What? Uh, about a cure. And uh, so they get back to uh, Legion headquarters, and um, he says to Doc, so any progress? Um, and he says, none. None? But I can't go on like this. I'm too strong. That won't last. Good news then? Not really. As a native of the planet Daxum, you're highly vulnerable to lead. The slightest contact with it, it poisons your system irreparably and fatally. In your travels, you've encountered huge amounts of lead. The serum I once gave you to, that shielded you from its deadly effects, uh, until it failed. You've contracted lead poisoning, Largand. Goodbye. What? <laughs> and he grabs you him. You are the weakest link. Yeah, he said, when you gave me the serum, you said it would last. Theoretically, it should have. But some unknown factor has accelerated its lifespan. It's lost its potency. Ah, uh, potential reboot. That's what it is. And, um, and, and I, I forget who said this. This is not my line. But the irony of making a Superman character that is extremely vulnerable to bullets is not lost on Totally. Everyone. Totally. Absolutely. They don't need to be in him. They just need to be in the room. Exactly. Then make more of it, he says. Pointless. You've developed an immunity to it. It no longer functions. Now unhand me. But but I feel better now than I have in days. The power surges are going away. Bad sign, frankly. The surges were a gift of the flagging serum. It's final erratic efforts to compensate for your sickness. If they've stopped, it means the serum is exhausted. The poison's settling in, and its effects are terminal. Oh, wow. This is how, how long? You have one month to live, Largand. Make the most of it. And Laurie's sitting there with him, and he's like, oh, I know I am. Tell you what. Uh, what can be done? Nothing. Within hours, he'll begin. She says, what can be done? He says, nothing. Within hours, he'll begin experiencing intense fatigue, coupled with intermittent nausea and pain. Bam. Where is he? Where's Large Gland? I'll kick his blue butt to Mars. <laughs> And, and the other legionnaire is like, behind him is like, sorry, tried to stop him. Sorry. It's Lobo. Like, um, and um, Doc says, you don't want to touch him, Lobo. He has a de- disease. Ow! Disease. That's what I said. Now follow me out. And, um, and then Beck, of course, for those who don't know, it's Garen Beck. So he always talks in wines. Where to now, Valor? And he says, someplace where they might have a cure. Home to Daxum. Dragon lucky for him. 
Jackson, you mean you don't know? No. 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 And he flies off. Thum, take a drink. And he says, I can save them. I, I, uh. Keep on thuming, Valor. Keep on thuming. And they say, Lar, Lar, and he falls. And his cape even falls off. I guess it was weakened by, uh. Um, the um, by the lead poisoning. The, Welcome uh, to the stage, Bella. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna what say by the what? uh, by doing the toothache trick on the uh, or the garrot on uh, the uh, dino beast. Uh, but he lands and falls it through the earth or for it falls through the cairn and uh, it says Fathum. That, my friends, is close enough. Take a drink. Oh, yeah. That is very close. Yes. And um, and we see um, uh, Lori and Garen at the um, uh, the hole in the wall that he burst through and saying, Lar! And uh, there's a crater where he used to be and his cape comes falling down. Next issue, things get worse. I can't imagine how. Well, of course they do. That's what happens on in comic books. Things get worse. Yes. Especially if you're Donna Troy. Oh, oh God. Man, you Jeez. managed to Wow, that's that's uh that's some work, sir. Oh, uh, you're welcome. Actually it didn't require much really at all. Well, there you it's go. It's just it's it's a true statement. So yeah. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Hey, so uh Michael, where does this fit into continuity? Well, um, it's kind of complicated, but, uh, this whole Valor, uh, series that we're going to start reading about, starting with, um, issue 13 takes place in between pages 10 and 11 of Legionnaires number 16, which is not going to come out for another six months or so. It's the first Legionnaires book right after the beer bombs leave. Mm. So it's kind of like the beer bombs finish up their run, and now okay, let's let's go off in a bold new direction and tie Valor into the uh, the main series. Yeah. Which so we will yeah. So the next um the next few issues, I mean, all the way up through issue twenty one, that's nine months from now, is all going to be taking place in and around Legionnaires number sixteen. And uh, uh, once we get to issue 16, it'll all make a lot of sense what we just saw. Ah. Well, there we go. I love it when things make sense. It's my favorite part. And, and so, so interestingly, you know, we are um, at, let's see, where are we in relation to the uh, upcoming Zero Hour? So we are, Zero Hour is uh, Valor number 23. And this is number 11, I mean, number 12. So we're like literally nine months away from zero hour and they're already prepping and planning. And they, and they were everywhere. Like, you know, you were getting the uh, stuff, like they were, they were messing about with, um, with, you know, with, with Monarch becoming extant um, in the showcase book in some of the backups there. And uh, there, there was a lot of prep being done for Zero Hour. Um, I, I didn't remember it being done this far in advance. 
but then I probably haven't read these since they came out in 1993. Right. Yeah. No, well, it was, it seemed like they were building toward this very early on though. Yeah. I, I remember that being, uh, I don't know if it was comic shop news or whatever it was, but something was saying, Hey, the very earliest stages of a uh, DC's upcoming crossover will be uh, shown in Valor. Huh. Because I, I started buying Valor with uh, DOA. Okay. I, I guess it's kind of like those uh, early monitor appearances before Crisis. Yeah, because I think they said that his his death was going to be like really the kickoff event. Uh, yeah, we won't find that out for another uh, six issues or so. Oops, spoiler alert. Oh, it's called DOA. <laughs> 30 year spoilers. I mean, there, there's a movie called DOA that was a, a famous film noir that got remade in the 80s with um, Meg Ryan and. Ooh, what's Dennis his Quaid. name? Dennis, Dennis Quaid. Quaid. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it did really together. big business in the 80s. I remember that. So they love that you're going to die. So now you have a ticking clock. It adds suspense. It's kind of an automatic thing there. All the ticking clocks. Like the one that blows up, you know, the moon that we had to deal with. Exactly. Right. Wait a second. <laughs> Sarah's going to say hi. Oh. She can't sleep. Hi. She can't sleep. No. Yeah, and she's concerned, that she, she's concerned that if she can't sleep, she'll stay up all night and it'll be my fault because I gave bad advice. Is that right? Oh. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, what why did you, you tell her? Draw. Why don't you draw for me, okay? Mr. French, what did you tell your daughter? Ah, well, I I said to <laughs> read a book or draw, and uh, yeah. I'm told it's not great advice. So no, oh. so she's gonna draw for me. Can you, you know uh, those? <laughs> can you draw something for me? All right, you take a, yeah, you take a sheet of paper, you go up, you draw. And if you feel tired, you go to bed and close the door. <laughs> close the door. All the way. <sighs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, I, I got mean, I uh, uh, last week. I two passages in the Bible are great for going to sleep, too. Uh, yeah. Well, we don't we don't have one of those here. Um, uh, we. Sorry, we, I forgot you weren't in the South. Yeah, exactly. Last week, um, there, you know, I, I, uh, um, I, you know, did this, and I, and then I, I got up at the end of, uh, you know, I was like, you know, just try reading a book, and, and I got up at the end of of the show, and there's a, like the door to this room is is like mostly a window, and um, and and so there was a note taped to the uh, to the glass uh, that that said it didn't work. <laughs> nice and of course i went upstairs and she was out um but you know so didn't work didn't it really anyway so i've sent her upstairs with uh with a sheet of paper and the thing is she's got one of the dogs with her and the dog has got to be sitting there like oh, for god's sake go to sleep kid go to, <laughs> go to sleep child go to sleep Exactly. I love that though. It's the what if I'm up all night because tomorrow's Monday and that would be bad and it would be all your fault. And I'm like, how would it be my fault? And she says, because you gave me bad advice. <laughs> <laughs> I 
What'd you sounds... do? Drink a pot of coffee at six p.m. What the oh, hell's wrong man. with you? Well, sleep? we sent that we sent them off because we Jan and I finally got our second shots, and we were like preparing ourselves ah. for side effects, and um, we sent them off, and they were fine, and we're like, God damn it, we used up that credit. <sighs> yeah, yeah, you did. So, oh, well. anyway. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, zero hour, <laughs> huh? In that in that a heck of a thing. We'll get Wait, into and, that. And Mark Wade is writing this book now. Yep. Yes, he is. Oh, yes. Oh, hello. Okay. And and so uh, Wade is writing this one, and then he'll be helping out writing the main book after the beer bombs leave. Yeah. And then um, uh, I think he's also writing or helping out with the Legionnaires book. After the beer bombs leave, and then uh, uh, he recruits Kurt Busick to do a series or a uh, an arc in Valor later on. Oh, that's right. Yes. And uh, anyway, and and around this, because around this time where it, like Wade's going to be, or if he hasn't already come on to Flash, it's not far off. I think he's already there. Yeah, he's already on there. Yeah, but it hasn't been for long. I mean, it's around this. Yeah, it's um, anyway. So he had taken over for uh, for Bill Messner Loeb's, and um, and so he was doing that, and he was doing the comet at the same time, and he was a busy boy. And uh, you know, because because I think by this point, Impact had maybe just started. And well, uh, we won't have long to wait on that to finish up either. So. Well, I mean, they, they, they got about 20 issues of, of each book, and I think he, he was in on two of them. Or no. Well, um, didn't they do that just for the copyright, to keep the copyright on the characters going? They it, it ran for a couple of years. DC didn't have the Impact copyright. Oh, who does? They licensed it from Archie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And, um, but they, they, they ran for a couple of years. And, um, so, so Wade at the, was, was, um, doing dialogue for the shield and he was fully writing, um, the comet. And, uh, and I think he was involved in the fly too. Um, not entirely sure on that, but but the comet was definitely his, and um, and and I know he was uh, um, dialoguing over Grant's plots uh, in the Shield, and ah. um, sorry, Straczynski was doing uh, the fly. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was Parabek and Straczynski, which is no, that not that fly. I know, I know. <laughs> Anyway, I just like that plot. So there we go. That is a much better be issue afraid. of Valor than those be to be which afraid. we have been uh, treated before. And I'm not just saying that because there's an LEGION connection, although that helps. Um, well, that's why we yada yada those issues. So you know. Well, there we go. And and so I I've already of course I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I've already read through the rest of the. Uh, the Valor series, because I wanted to see how it ties into Legionnaires number 16. But um, I'm pleasantly impressed at how well Wade picks up a lot of the dangling plot lines that had been left and then ties them all up together. Yeah, I, he's, uh, we don't, he's a great plot guy for sure. Yeah, he, he, we don't we don't get everything 
uh, tied back up. Like we never hear from the blasters again, but um, uh, there's some stuff that's like, Oh yeah, I remember that. And Oh, Mm. okay. Now that makes sense in retrospect. But I mean, did we need to see the blasters again? It's, you know, they, they were someone he met up with. It's like saying, where's that? um, You know, why, why isn't Supergirl a more important part of this book? You know, I mean, it was, they, they were part of a story. But um, but certainly on on the on on the whole on all the sort of plot points of it, um, he does he definitely picks those up. Anyway, so Valor, there you go. There you go. Hey, Michael, have you got some trivia? I've got a few trivial items <laughs> for you. Uh, I'm going to not do all of the German ones. Uh, that I talked about last time because I want uh, want to wait for Jim to be here since he was the one who sent me the issue. Oh, definitely, but, yeah. But, um, all right, so uh, question number one. The mm-hmm. Legion has visited the fourth, fifth, and tenth dimensions in the past. What are each of them? Well, the fifth dimension is a singing group. Yeah. Everyone, uh, everyone knows Legion, that. The Legion did not visit that singing group, though. I, I I agree and I concur with your answer, but it is not a place where the Legion has visited. Not even as part of a crossover with the Laugh-In cast? Uh, not to Suck the best of my knowledge. to me. Dang it. Well, agree to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, fifth and tenth dimension. Wasn't the fifth dimension? The- Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, isn't the fifth dimension where, like, Batmite and Mixelplick are from? Yes. That is correct. And okay. they went there once to get a uh, a lock of Mix's Piddleck's hair uh, to, what was it, to restore um, uh, White Witch. Think, wow. During, during that storyline. That's weird and awkward, but sure. Uh, what about the fourth and the tenth? I have no idea. Me either. Paul? The fourth and the tenth. Well, the not... fourth would be time, right? So is that uh, is that the time trappers? <laughs> no, domain? because it, this is a place that was specifically uh, spelled out, not a not you know fourth dimension being time, different fourth dimension. Oh my! See? So there's a fourth dimension that's a singing group. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, that would have been the fifth dimension before they added the uh, the extra keyboard player. Uh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm I'm lost on that. All right, the fourth dimension is uh, what Big Skull occupies in the same space as Earth does in the third dimension. Ah, nice. At least, at least in some variations of continuity. Well, all all continuities count, so it's okay. That's true. And then the tenth dimension was the pathway by which the Legion escorted a team of Dominators to peace talks uh, back in the late adventure run. It is oh. a sub. It is a sub universe in which distances are out of proportion with the real universe where an overland journey of 500 miles corresponds to billions of miles in the third dimension. Hmm. I, I vaguely remember reading that story because I think I was the one who 
talked about that one or or read it for the cast. So I vaguely remember that one. That was, was like 10 years bizarre. ago. Yeah, totally. That's what I'm saying. It was very bizarre. Oh. But I remember, oh. like, why does walking on a planet have to do with them traveling all these, you know, areas? We just said the, the walks was, it was the 12 parsec, you know, quick run, you know. Because uh, pars- parsecs are distance, not time, right? We all agree. Okay. Correct. Uh, so you get partial credit for that one because you got the fifth. Uh, question number two. In the sign that we literally just finished covering, we saw more Drew raised from the dead at least 20 pre-30th century heroes and villains. Name any five of them. Uh, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan. Vigilante. Son okay, of Vulcan. That's three. Uh, Tara. I think I'm assuming it was Tara before she became a murderous psychopath. That's four. Spoilers, by the way, for Yeah, totally. Robin. And Jason. Who is the Legionnaire and always has been a Legionnaire, always will be a Legionnaire. True. At the time, it was only Jason Todd. Ah. Well, no, at the time, it was 30th century, so they were all dead. Exactly. But we'd only seen Jason dying. Uh, the others were Eric, Al Pratt, Adam, Batlash, Cyborg, Dark Stars, Jay Garrick, uh, a Hawkman, uh, Killer Frost, Mind Boggler, Mirror Master, Mr. Terrific, Shining Knight, Silver, Silver Sorceress, Skyman, and uh, the other vigilante from the one you didn't say. Oh, uh, the Wild West Vigilante. There was no, a, there I, was no, a, I said the Wild West one. Oh, so the, yeah, uh, the, the Adrian other one. Chase vigilante. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. So you got that one. Hang on one second, guys. I'm just going to move us to the better network. Wait. Stand, please stand by. And there we are. Are you there? Yeah. Yes. There we go. Perfect. I just had to switch it to uh, a faster network. We're good. All right. We're good. Next one. Uh, all right. Next one. Um, and this is uh, a kind of interesting one that just fell out from some note taking that I ended up doing. Um, so the volume eight series that is on hiatus right now, the Bendis one, it's the first time since the 1973 volume one reprint series that did not have a second simultaneous regularly published ongoing series at some point during the run. So there, uh, starting with volume two up through volume seven, at some point during those run, there has been a series that regularly published the Legion at some point during the run. So, uh, for volumes two, three, four, five, six, and seven, Name that other series. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, okay, Tales of the Legion. Okay, that's volume Would, three. would be for volume volume three? Okay. Correct. Yep. Oh, be, I, I see what you're saying. Okay. So then volume So, so we two, have... we could do Secrets of the Legion. That's a mini-series. Oh, Ooh. you want the regular. Adven- It's about got the to Adventure be... Digest? Very good. Adventure Ooh, Digest. nice. Nice. I, I didn't think anyone would get that one. Nice. Well, maybe So volume we're... four would be Legionnaires, right? 
correct. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we're smarter than you think, Mr. Grabois. <laughs> smarter than the average bear. Yep. <laughs> all these all these volumes, I never know which ones you're really talking about. So what would what would volume five be? Uh volume five is the three boot. Okay, so you don't count the Legion. Yeah, that's what I was gonna that's but that curious. was but that was not published simultaneously. It was after, right? It was afterwards. So there was Actually, so there was Volume Four, and when that ended, there was Legion, uh, Legion, Worlds. Lost, and then or Legion Worlds, then Legion Lost, then the Legion, and that it's was just, all part of the reboot. But that's in, just interesting. Yes, it was. It was of that era, but right, it but, was a separate title. But it was not it, right. It was not published simultaneously with the main Legion of Superheroes book. Mm. No, well, I, no, I get, but it didn't became count the Legion as a volume. But it became the main no, no, Legion no. of Superheroes book. No, the, the the volume is only. This is a title that has that is called the Legion of Superheroes, not the Legion. Oh, okay. Or, okay. Or Tales of the Legion or Legionnaires. Mm. It's it's got to be the Legion of Superheroes. Mm. Mm. Well, then so, the three so boot the, would have had something that was uh, printed during the first correct. twelve issues because it changed its title with like number fourteen, wasn't it? Supergirl and Legion at that point. And then it changed back. Oh, did it? Yeah. Yeah. After Supergirl left. Oh, okay. Was it Adventure Comics? There he is. Uh, uh, not during no. the not during the three boot run. No, I thought, I thought maybe that started before. It, no, that's no. volume six. That's volume six, though. That's the uh, the retro boot. But wait, so wait, what? What about the um? Okay, I guess that was all that. No, because they so were, we're missing. Because the we're missing. Vo- Go ahead. Wasn't that st- wasn't that going on at the same time as they were limping to the end of uh, the three boot? They they did stories like uh, the Superman Legion of Superheroes in action, but it wasn't like an ongoing Lightning Saga. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Legion yeah, of Three Worlds. That was not an ongoing Legion. No, series. no, no. But but oh. well, I guess neither was the adventure stuff. So. Um, but 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 that 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 is the answer to volume six. Oh, I know what it is. Wait, Wait. We got vo- volume Ooh, five. Volume five. Ooh, Mr. Carter. It's Rebels. Uh, no, uh, that that was not a Legion book. Yeah, but it had. Oh, knowledge. it's a spinoff of Legion. I I constitute an ongoing series during that. Then. It is. It's not Fight. Rebels. Fight. It's it's another Legion of Superheroes book. Yeah, but it would have been an ongoing book, right? Correct. Timberwolf, it, Roddy Kid, Monel, <laughs> Valor. <laughs> there weren't any spinoffs. I didn't say it was a spinoff. Right. Well, the, you're not counting Supergirl and the Legion, then, as that's actually part of the title. Right. I'm so. not counting that because that was part of the title, yes. And it's not Legion Laws because they weren't part of the three boot at all. No, that was that was back during retro. Yep. Uh, which well, which new, Legion, new fifty two actually. Which Legion Law series? The second Legion. one. The bad. Yeah, I mean, that's oh, new but, the, but but the yeah, first. That's, yeah. that's, Even that's the one that goes. That's the one. Oh, that oh, oh, Legion oh, series in thirty first century. So Legion Lost goes with Volume Seven. Oh. Legion Superiors in the thirty first century. Yeah. That's the one that goes with Volume Five. Oh. So you got. You got all six of them, guys. Congratulations. There you go. That was, nice. that was great a good question. One. That's a great question. Oh, it's like watching a root canal doing that. Jesus. 
and uh, let's see. Let me do one more. Um, All time. Uh, let me get a good one. Um, okay. After Murray Boltonoff's last issue as the Legion editor in Superboy 223, there were five different editors uh, before Karen Berger came on in the middle of Great Darkness Saga. Name all five Legion editors in that time. No. No. Yeah. No. All right, you want to do a different one? Wait a second, wait a second. Okay, so we've got um, at one point, very briefly, Denny O'Neill. Correct. Because Denny O'Neill edited everything, let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's Mark, what you're going to do. Um, Mark, he did Mark, 10 Mark, issues. Mark Wade. No, not yet. Uh, early. No, yeah, no, no, early. not yet. He doesn't do it until well after uh, Karen Berger. Um, oh, wait, you said Great Darkness. I don't know right. why I th thought you said so, Quiet Darkness. <laughs> uh, Karen, Karen Berger came in in the middle of Great Darkness. Um, and so there are four other people. All right, Julie Den Schwartz, Denny O'Neill, Jack C. Harris. He was uh, two forty-seven to two seventy-six. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm just going to say Julie Schwartz just because Julie Schwartz. But uh, good, good guess, but no. Julie, Julie never edited the Legion title. Ah, that bastard. He didn't need to at that point. No, um, I mean chief at some point for sure mm. he edited everything i don't care what it said on the credits <laughs> all right um any other guesses for the other three one um, one is an inker one al is a milgram writer. al milgram Dick Giordano. Al, al milgram is the inker harry bates 234 to 246 so wow that's a that's a long run i i that's that's surprising well, 13 issues yeah uh, and to be who, fair, not just an inker. He also penciled. Uh, he was the co-creator of Firestorm. That's um, true. Yeah. Also uh, occasional writer. That's right. And then who followed Jack C. Harris uh, during the Roy Thomas run? Oh, my gosh. Mm. Oh. Uh, Marty Pasco. Was it Levitz? Mm. Nope. Levitz was never an editor on the book. Interesting. <laughs> Fascinating. I have no idea. The only other uh, name that comes to mind is Carrie Bates, but I don't think that's right. Either. No, no, because but although he did do a lot of the 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 whole, uh, you know, I'm I'm the uh, I'm the writer and editor when he was on Flash, mm -hmm. but um, that's the only one I remember him being editor on. Um, Archie Goodwin. No. Uh, no, Archie was over at Marvel. Yeah, I know, I know. Was he? Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. He was at Marvel at the time, for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm still doing that Jim Shooter interview, and he's gone over Archie quite a bit. Oh, I bet he has. Archie Goodwin was a pip. Dear Lord, that man. He was definitely in the Stan Lee cloth, for sure. I'm I'm reading a lot. I'm doing a re, that reread as I mentioned a while ago of the uh, of the Starman series. So I'm hearing a lot about Archie in the uh, in the sort of the afterwards and everything. Right. And, uh, it's pretty neat. 
Um, okay, so basically this, so Jack C. Harris, he does the Reflecto Saga, 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 right? Correct. So it's who takes over for those three or four issues that... In between? That... Um, Before Levitz takes over? Yeah, so, so it's this, the Roy this, Thomas uh, stuff. Oh, was it a... It's the one I always get confused with the other one. Uh... <laughs> so this this person was Not... there for 11 issues, uh, which was the Roy Thomas and the first handful of um, Paul Levitt's issues, or, uh, Mike, stories. Mike Barron? No, no, the other one. Mike, Mike Barr. Mike, Mike W. Barr, correct. Oh, wow. nice. Cre- I always get Barron and Barr confused. Creator, uh, of course, of The Outsiders. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, I can't believe I thought of that. And one more. Uh, oh. This person was only there for five issues, but they were five pretty good issues. Mm. Okay, so it's uh, it's clearly um, Lord Romder's castle. Um, no, this was... Um, <laughs> uh, so this person's <laughs> first issue was, um, uh, I think, well, it was 288, which was like, we're just getting into like all the Kuhn stuff and getting ready for Prelude to Darkness. Well, that was 287. Oh, yeah. So this person did 288 to 293 in the middle of Great Darkness. Five issues. I, I You know, that, that's funny you say because I often forget that Karen Berger didn't... Um didn't start like she started part way through mm-hmm. yeah she she did the last issue 294 and that was it it yeah. was it was it was another woman wasn't it uh yes it was her name it was a woman yeah uh, what is her yep. name uh oh crap all right so uh, female female <laughs> editors of um it's a small group yeah exactly I just keep and, thinking of Marvel ones. I'm like, Louise Simonson and the Cindy. No, those are all Marvel. It's, it was some... Oh. And I, I'd have to look her up to find out what else she edited besides the Legion. <sighs> I mean, the only other female names that come to the top of my head on Legion are like Colleen Duran and Mindy Newell, and I know it's uh, not that. Those are artists. No, uh, they, it yeah, would but, be we, a... but we do see Colleen coming up in uh, later in Valor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> And she did, and she would have done the annual too. Oh God! Uh, let's see. She did. Um, uh, she did Warlord. Uh, she did some epic stuff over at um, at Marvel. She did Coyote and Moonshadow oh. and Starstruck. Wendy Peeney. No. Moonshadow, no. really? Uh, Alien Legion, the one. You you got us. Go yeah. ahead. All right, Laurie Sutton. Yes, that, dang it. That name does not. It, it does. Uh, like I, when you say that, I remember seeing it, but, but the, I don't. I always was a, like, it's Laurie S. Sutton, isn't it? That's, yep. That's how I always remember that. Yeah. Mm. God. So m- much. She's like the reverse jam, mm. uh, because it's Laurie <laughs> Sutton. Sutton. Yeah, she Sutton. came up in the shooter interview too that I've been watching. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So she talks about everyone in that thing. Just looking her up. Also, Arak, son of son of thunder, and Arion, lord of Atlantis. 
By the way, I'm almost done with this seven to eight hour gym shooter interview, and they've added on like a bonus, like three hour video where they go back <laughs> and ask you more questions. So, I'm gonna be oh watching this for a while. does this like does this need to be a Travis has watched it so we don't have to, or is Travis saying yes. maybe you guys should check it out? Actually, they're starting the the original video they've actually broke it down now so you can like hover over different sections to see what he's talking about oh thank oh. god okay okay although all of it has so far been pretty interesting though. i would imagine you know as as people who have an idea of the you know just of the the history of comics and and have had sort and have sort of been able to touch on it he's you know he's he's had a remarkable career in in you know starting at 13 writing the legion and um and then moving on to you know his his position at marvel and then then you know creating valiant and all that stuff it's it's uh this this the, the, he's a guy who knows some stuff yes he's been there done that he, totally totally that's awesome i think I think the last thing I, uh, what was it? I watched a little bit today. I think it was about, uh, oh, it was about the original Avengers JLA crossover. Oh, good Lord. That fell apart. Oh, that, yes. That, the bat, the appendix of the, um, the, the special editions that they released is full of all of the juicy memos back and forth about that. And yeah, I'm glad he, it was delayed because we got a much better book, I think, than we. Sure. Oh yeah, uh, he he talks about the plot just being bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, Conway was not at his height of his powers at that point. Let's be honest. You know that was that was just not a thing that was happening then. For but him. fortunately, fortunately, Perez was by the time he. Uh, oh my God! He yes. got to do that one. Well, Perez was. I mean, God love George Perez because he can draw eighty-five characters on a thumbnail. And you'd be like, wow, that's amazing, George. Um, yeah. But he was really beginning to start to go downhill with his eyesight and having some real issues at that point. During so, the LA Avengers? Yeah. That's why number four was so delayed. Yeah, there was a lot of delays in that yeah. series. and Not just because the cover of issue three was insane. Right. Right, issue three is the one that has every Avenger and yeah, every daily member yes. up to that point. As of the publishing date, right? Yeah. So, you know. Because things keep moving forward. Absolutely. But, you know, and God, God love George. But if that, that book had waited another two, three years, I don't know that George could have done it. No. Honestly. Well, it, he could have done it. I mean, he did Legion of Three Worlds after that. Well, true, true. It just took him a lot longer let's, than let's, anyone Let's be hope. fair, though. There's parts of that, that that are not his finest work. Yeah, that's true. I mean, let's, let's be realistic. George. I mean. I love his work. Totally, totally. You know. This but, is not a diss on the man. We all get older and we all have yep. to face, you know, not being at our prime anymore. Yeah, well, and there's just some stuff where it's clear that it's like, well, I need to do this faster. So it's not going to be the, the same level of detail that you're used to in, you know, after crisis, and like crisis and, exactly. and, and JLA Avengers and all of these things, um, you know, and uh, and I mean, I'm not saying it it wasn't a good looking book because it, it was, but some of that is not uh, is not stuff that I think uh, I think George is going to be putting up as uh, as the this is my finest hour. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, it's uh, you know, but that's that's kind of the, the the way it goes, especially for guys who do these uh, these pages that clearly, uh, you know, wow, you know, many many artists are are uh, page a day guys, and this guy spent a week on that page. Yeah, and it shows, and it's totally worth it. Totally worth yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So I think you guys have uh, were were pretty successful in uh, not being stumped. So congratulations! Very nice, excellent questions, Michael. As always, uh, but, but, but I mean, uh, even a cut above. Uh, that, those were really fantastic. Um, hey, hey, Jim. Hey, what? did you guys already do the issue? That was fast. Oh, it was it was a fast issue. Yeah, yeah. It's it's valor. There was a lot of um, zooming. And and since, and since and, I came in as stumpages, stumpages, and I and I I read it, so we we move <laughs> briskly. Um, <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's let the folks. Hey, because some people, this could be their first episode. Um, why don't you let folks know who you are, sir? Hey everyone, I'm Jim Purcell, and this week I was uh, Car Trubs Lad. Oh well, well, it, it's a good. It's like, it's like Jim's car is my refrigerator. Yeah. I got to use that uh, again. So as you all know, last uh, Sunday was my birthday. And immediately the day after, the car was going into the shop because I had uh, – I've, I've been dealing with a, uh, a coolant leak for months. And I am sick and tired of topping off the overflow tank every couple of days. See, it so, is like my refrigerator. <laughs> Um, there was also there was also some other issues. There was a very loud rattling noise every time I turned the air conditioner on, which I wasn't planning on getting fixed. Uh, I just wanted to get assessed. But anyway, I dropped the car off Monday morning, and I have fortunately my mother's in town, so she can drive me to work. Uh, but I don't have a car for the whole day, so my sister has to come pick me up. My sister has no idea where anything is in the casino complex, so getting her to get to pick me up was a whole ordeal. But the plan was I would get picked up to go get my car Tuesday morning because obviously the car would be fixed by the end of you know the day Monday. Except for I didn't really know that because the communication of this shop was horrible. Mm. Uh, I I called them twice and didn't really get like really like a good estimate on when it was going to be finished, and they never called me back by the end of working the working day. So that was obnoxious. So uh, I called them the next morning. And there's no one there to, to pick up my call, uh, or at least there's no one in the shop there who, uh, to pick up my call. So I get told by the person in the office, they'll call you back. Uh, they never call me back and I have to leave for work at one o'clock. So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, waiting and waiting, 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 waiting some more. Get all the way up to one o'clock, the absolute cutoff point. I still don't know where my car is or what the status of my car is. And so I say, I don't have a choice. I got to call out from work. Because if I don't get my car and I wait more than an hour before I have to go to work, I get penalized at work. I got to use a sick day an hour before work starts. Yeah. So I call out from work. So obviously five minutes later, the, the shop calls. Oh. So I go, oh, great. Fantastic. Oh, well, free day. Good to get stuff done. They come get me. They take me down to the shop. We open up the hood just to look at it. There is still a leak. Apparently, one of the uh, one of the poses they put in for the coolant leak uh, was leaking. Apparently, it was defective, and so we all look at it and go, "Huh, that's not good." And yeah, I say, yeah, "Yeah, well, thank God I don't have to work today." So they drive me all the way back to the house, and they work on the car for the rest of the afternoon. 
And right up until like 5.30 in the evening, they still hadn't called me about the car being ready. But they did finally call me, and I did get over there and pick my car up. Yay. So it took two days, and I had to miss work. But not only is the coolant leak fixed, the rattling was fixed. Apparently, that would, that would the fear was that was a bigger job because it was apparently uh, one of the rods, like on the um, one of the car parts, uh, was rattling. Your, yeah, it's your Johnson rod. It's your Johnson Indeed. rod's rattling. But it turned hey, out, fortunately, hey, it wasn't the rod. Hey, 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 hey. It wasn't the rod itself. It was a bracket that was missing a bolt, so they stuck a bolt in there and it stopped the rattling. So nice. All in all, it didn't cost me a lot of money, but their communication is terrible. I, I I will be going back there because the work they did was quality, but oh my god, I wish people would learn to pick up a phone. Three stars. Yeah. Three stars, <laughs> three and a half stars. Good <laughs> price, great work. Please talk to me. Yeah, but you had to you had to burn a day of vacation. Yeah, I had to burn, yeah, exactly. Ooh. Which honestly, in the end, uh, I would have to have done anyway because it was still wasn't fixed. Yeah, but they yeah. don't know that. Yeah. I know. Hell of a thing. Well, <laughs> it is good to have you with us, sir. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you have returned from Ventura. And yes, all that, oh, and is all that, that where I, That's where I always am, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I suppose so. <laughs> that's where we've stuck you. Unfortunately, now that I'm back to work, this is going to become a more frequent problem. Uh, back when I was out of work, of course, I could come every Sunday. Brother, we will work uh, it out. We will work it out. It's all we good. We did add a little to your backstory that you're actually working for the Royal Flesh Gang undercover in Ecclesia. Ah, yes. Yeah. So, I am a big fan of Ace. Hopefully the uh, car problems will not become a regular Sunday occurrence either. Yeah. Nah, I think hopefully my car is good for the time being. I don't think there's any problems with that. Oh, now you've said it. <sighs> yeah. No. Dude. You know, when you don't you say learn? these things out. When will you learn, Jim? Well, <laughs> late, well, later this week, I got a, a day trip. I'm taking an hour out to Rhode Island because I was on a spoiler alert for next week's uh, who I am. Uh, I was on I was on Facebook Marketplace and there is a antique store in Rhode Island an hour away that has 10,000 50 cent comics. Oh, Lord. So I am going. Nice. Wow. So you're going with $5,000 and... <laughs> Buy the, the whole out. thing, yeah. I'm going to take them all. We're going to make it rain up in they here, They will bitches. all be Archie and Richie Rich. <laughs> hey, tea, there might be some hot tea. stuff in there. If it's if it's old stuff, I mean, old Archie, like 40s and 50s, Yeah, those are those are worth something. Always think that maybe they don't know what they got. Extreme Justice. <laughs> extreme Archie. Justice. That's what we call Riverdale. Uh, yeah, we are actually living in Extreme Archie right now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> well, there you have it. There you have it. It nice. only took them 30 years to catch up. <laughs> and here they are. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, I got some feedback. Yay! Yay! Feedback. Uh, this is from uh, Maurice Walker, Mo Walker. Um, he says, feedback on episode 662, Space Jam. Mm. <laughs> Um, he says, hi, subs. Writing to share some feedback about episode 662, Space Jam, which sadly did not feature any references to LeBron James or Michael Jordan, unless I missed something. You're not, you didn't miss anything, Mo. Wow. We, are, we are terrible at sports references. Um, <clears throat> he says, was someone channeling Mary Poppins? A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. In this case, several tangents about Batman enjoying some catnip and X-Men family trees was used to help listeners 
or at least this one, digest jam. Uh, he says, in, in your discussion of Bat Family sexual escapades, and especially the animated films, you forgot about Batman and Harley Quinn in 2017. In that film, Nightwing and Harley Quinn have a sexual encounter. Also, you can blame uh, Brian Azzarello for Batman and Batgirl's rooftop uh, rendezvous in the animated Killing Joke film. Azzarello wrote that film script. I did not know that. I wouldn't say it was a rendezvous. I said it was canoodling, I think. Yeah, that's the technical term. They canoodled on the rooftop. Yeah, rendezvous, canoodling. I mean, it's uh, potato, potato. Yeah, exactly. Really? Um, all right, here we go. This one's for you, Darren. Not sure Ooh. if Darren is up to date on the Summers family tree, but in recent issues of X-Men Legends, Fabian Nicieza writes a two-part in-continuity story about Scott and Alex learning that Adam X is their brother. Also, the fourth Summers brother, Vulcan. What? Oh, Vulcan. Don't talk to me about Vulcan. Oh, oh. Vulcan is horrible. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, all right, that's awesome. Words. That's awesome. It's, it's like we're at a Comic-Con and there's about to be a gang fight. That's I love it. awesome. So do I. Uh, he says, yes, he says, also, I, I'm going to read the sentence again because of the great reaction it got. Also, the fourth Summers brother, Vulcan, currently resides on Krakoa with the rest of the Summers clan minus Corsair. You mean Corsair? Corsair being the daddy, right? Yes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. How many fucking kids did this guy have? All of them, apparently. All of the kids. Yeah. And I think in there was one, I think it was like an alternate timeline story where they did have Gambit be the third brother. I yeah, just thought it made sense from a power yeah, standpoint. Yeah, totally. That's all it made sense yep. to me. I don't care about the fourth and fifth and the sixth air well, throne. Well, I mean, yeah. you know. Whatever. Um, it's finally on to the Legion portion of my comments. After mm-hmm. all, this is a Legion of Superheroes podca- podcast. Christopher Taylor, one of the uh, annual's artists, drew the bu- Blood Pack miniseries that featured Jade leading a team of would-be celebrity heroes who were Bloodline's creations. So there we go. That's neat. Um... <laughs> Taylor also drew some upcoming issues on the five years later volume of Legion. Yep. Is this is this where the idea for our Civil Wars inciting incident came from? The reality TV crew following around, not the far off, right? Because you yeah. know, but but so there you go. Blood Pack was ahead of its time. Actually, so oh, so wait, so Blood Pack did that first? Well, yeah. ish. I think. Um, I think. Well, it's certainly earlier than what I thought was first. What what do you what did you think was first? Todd Knox, uh, wild uh, wild guard from oh, well, early two thousand. I mean, you know, let's consider Blood Pack came out in when did uh, what was it like in ninety three, right? So yeah, that's way earlier. That's before reality TV was even a thing. But what? And that's why I say like, were they doing that? Because well, what it no, says, reality TV was a thing. It says that Jade was leading a team of would-be celebrity heroes. I, I guess I can see that, yeah. Um, I, I, it doesn't say that they were being followed around by a camera crew. And honestly... Yeah, the, the real world was already airing on MTV at that time. It was, you're right. Was Absolutely. Oh, oh, totally, oh yeah. totally. Yeah. That's the first of it. Yeah. 
Real world road rules. Because because we had Judd Winnick comics coming out not long after this, and uh, and he wasn't doing he wasn't you know doing DC comics before um, the real world. Um, Anyway, so he says, uh, "Glad everyone survived Jam." Now we can move on to more important Legion matters like tackling issues of valor, which we did today, sir. You called it. All the best, Mo Walker. Thank you, Mo. All right, so there we go. I mean, you know, him talking about the blood pack, um, you know, I mean, that's an area of comics history that I've really kind of lost touch with it. And, uh, you know, and... That well, just that like a vampire book, doesn't it? Well, Blood kind Pack. of, right? I mean, you know, Blood Pack. I mean, you know, it's it's so far back, you know, that that I really can't get a handle on the on the history of go. that of there that title. Uh, so, hey, Michael. Speaking of history, is there anything <laughs> that happened this week in Legion history? Uh, well, fortunately, Blood Pack did not start sixty years ago. Thank goodness. Uh, in in June of nineteen sixty one. Because that's when Adventure Comics 287 came out. Uh, Baby Cal L's juvenile delinquent next door neighbor Dev M oh. has escaped Krypton's destruction and finds himself on Earth, where he managed to send Superboy into the Phantom Zone. And I remember at one point you guys said that you did uh, this issue oh, or, yeah. or the early Dev M stuff, but I can't find what episodes it's in. So if anybody out there knows, uh, one of the early episodes. Uh, please write in and let us know. There you go. Because you did the uh, the episode in or the issue in later in adventure when he comes to the 30th century and join and joins the Interstellar Counterintelligence Corps, but not the first. I couldn't find the first two ones. I'm sure we did it. So. It's yeah. It, it it might just be in the void. So at some point we'll uh, we'll figure that all out. We have to rescue them from the void. Got to save the void. Yeah. Or or re-record them. We got to rescue them from the void, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The kids finished school this week. You know, maybe I can train them in WordPress. Uh, we'll oh, see. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> all right. Fifty. As they, as they delete our entire library. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 55 years ago, June 1966, Adventure Comics 347. Uh, the Legion thinks that Karate Kid is the traitor, but no, it's Nemesis Kid. So take a drink for a Legionnaire yes. who's a traitor. Uh, the Legion stops the Kundish invasion, but Nemesis Kid gets away. And that was all the way back in episode 50. Oof. Well, I mean, he got away back then. Yeah. It, it caught up with him. He, but... he gets away a number of times until he doesn't. Until he doesn't. Yep. Until he meets Queen Projector for the last time. Yeah, yes. let, let's just remember that Duo Damsel gave him the SmackDown one time, okay? So. <laughs> uh, 50 years ago, 1971, Adventure Comics 409 is a reprint of Adventure 313. That was the one where Satan Girl gives <laughs> the female Legionnaires the Crimson Plague oh and my forces God. them into quarantine. This book... <laughs> It's up to the Super Pets to save them. And that was back in episode 23 when we covered it originally. Save us from our menstrual cramps, Was it, in, was it that early? Oh, yeah. Yep. It's early. It's very early. Wow. Adventure, Adventure 313. That was episode 23. All the female Legionnaires and Night Girl 
but I th- it, and uh, they all synced up and got the virus at the same time. For some the reason, Crimson I thought Blade. that's the one that you did with uh, with Jan and Carla. Maybe, but that was that uh, wouldn't have been that early because that would no, have been no, in this house. Yeah, yeah. So it would have been. That, yeah, that's weird. We, hmm. we did a special podcast widows episode. Yeah. All right, forty-five years ago, nineteen seventy-six. Limited Collector's Edition C49, which reprints Adventure 369-370, the first appearance of Mordrew, with the awesome new cover by Mike Grell, the yes. big tabloid. Yes. And mm. both of those were covered in episode 184. <laughs> That's right. And that uh, is, uh, that is of course, one of Mark Wade's favorite comic stories of all time. Uh, and I think it was Kurt Busiek who said, that might have been Wade, who, sent, who said they spent years trying to find that first appearance of Mordrew yes. and was frustrated when they couldn't. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They both might have said that at some point. Um, because, I mean, didn't we all? Like, oh, well, he was set up as a recurring villain, but he hadn't occurred yet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was like, like oh, no, not Mordrew, one of our older foes. And it's like, wait a minute. You know, because back, back in the day when when, you know, it wasn't as easy as it is now to you know, dig back into all that stuff. You know, you, you were bound to what showed up in the comic store and you're like, what am I missing here? I actually thought that was, I always thought that was interesting because remember the Legion was introduced in media res. They already existed. Yes. Absolutely. Creating a history for them. Totally. And it gives someone the ability to go back and do one of those polo tape issues for block and Timberwolf to watch. So, yeah, but they, but they never did it. Never did. And uh, we, we did get to see some flashbacks in the, uh, the Giffen Bierbaum era when uh, uh, talking about the, how the rise of Mordrew, but that was only like a panel or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Uh, go ahead. So that's all you need. Yeah. It's a, let's, imagine, let the imagination run wild. Just show him on a jet ski. You're done. <laughs> Someday, Darren, I'll put Someday. him on a space jet ski. Nice. Uh, As I refer to a sky do. A sky do. Not a ski do. <laughs> and not a sea do. You need a ski daddle with that pun, I think. So 25 years ago, uh, July 1996, Showcase 96, number eight. Gates, Excess, and Leviathan must stop an assassination attempt that could shatter the United Planets, provided the heroes can stop arguing amongst themselves long enough to get the job done mm. and look for this one sometime in early 2024 20 years ago 2001 legion worlds number three dirk mags works as a psychop on brawl and arrests cosmic boy operating as a vigilante bouncing boy breaks cosmic boy out of prison and they escape and we'll probably get to this one in like 2027 or so oh my uh, 15 years ago, 2006, Supergirl and the Legion number 19, Chameleon Kid has to solve the murder of an official of the science police he is being framed for. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Supergirl, Lightning Lad, Cosmic Boy, and Timberwolf head to Brainiac's laboratory to retrieve and deliver Dream Girl's body to the Naltorians, but they find Brainiac's gone and he's taking Dream Girl's corpse with him. And we'll get to that one in... 2029 or so can we just go back to dirk mags for a second yes we can okay so so what issue was that in 
Legion World's number three. So it would have been Abnett and Lanning. So they are Correct. absolutely 100% referring to uh, that is a that is an homage to Dirk Maggs, who uh, is a uh, British freelance writer and director. He actually most recently did the um, the Audible audiobook version of Sandman, which you need to check out because it's fantastic. Um, and has done a lot of stuff sort of along those lines. Uh, you know, started out with some Hitchhiker's Guide stuff, which, you know, hey, how can you go wrong? Um well, I mean, goes, everybody else it, has gone wrong, but he doesn't. It goes, it goes further back than that. It was uh, uh, Roger Stern uh, introduced Dirk Maggs as the uh, replacement Legionnaire for uh, Cosmic Boy, I think. Nice. Um, when, but then Dirk Maggs lost his, uh, his powers. Um, but Roger Stern introduced him because Stern worked with the audio guy on the death of Superman audio adaptation right and that yes yes and uh because for for those who don't know uh, we also we there were a couple of uh, of bbc produced um radio dramas of um nightfall uh for example and i guess death of superman um yeah, some some audio adaptation there it is death yeah superman. superman doomsday and beyond um <laughs> And, um, and yeah, so he did, he did audio versions of, of these things. And, um, I, I have, you'll love this. I have on cassette, um, (laughs) the, the nightfall (laughs) and, and what they did is they did it as a fully produced piece. And, uh, and so you get, uh, it is, it is done in, uh, with voices, with sound effects, the whole bit. It's a proper audio drama of, uh, of the story. And the, um, and I got to say like, like the, as I haven't heard the Superman one, but the, the nightfall one is fantastic. Um, and so he did a lot of that stuff. And, and as I say, uh, last year, uh, he did the, um, he, he put out the, um, Along with Neil Gaiman, uh, the uh, audiobook of that covers basically the first few trades, like the first uh, twenty odd issues of of Sandman. And I gotta say, I can't wait for part two. It was fantastic, and uh, and so yeah, so so th- there is a real Dirk Mags, folks. Look him up. Uh, he's done a ton of stuff, and a lot of it is stuff that you're gonna love. <laughs> So we will uh, we will call on you in 2023 24 or so when uh, when we first meet this Dirk Mags. Nice. That is And then awesome. you can cuz uh, uh, you know in case people have forgotten between now and and 3 years from now. Absolutely. All of the other parts of Sandman will have come out by then and I'll be like, "Man, mm. he did the whole thing. It was fantastic." Well, you 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 hope, but then again, you know, we hope that George R. R. Martin would have come out with the end of uh, Game of Thrones before the series ended. So yeah, he's, no, no, he's these guys making bank on other yeah, deals. Or these now, guys so. get shit done, and uh, and at the end of the day, you know, Audible's pretty committed to it because it was a big deal, and um, it, you know, Gaiman already wrote the books. <laughs> That's true. Like, this has been written. This is totally it's, different. It's yeah. right here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And and they were 
faithful in every detail. In fact, they um, highlighted a couple of details that certainly I missed um, in in the original. And I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but but uh, but there were there there were there was a couple of details in the sort of early days of of Sandman where it was like, oh. And uh, you know, just like like a neat little little detail like that, and um, yeah, it's just really well done. And and Gaiman's involved in it; like he he does he's the narrator, and um, and so uh, so he you know he's he's there uh, all the time. And uh, yeah, I think they'll finish it. It's and not he a... did some amazing online work. Neil Gaiman did when people heard who was cast in what part, and they started screaming about. Well, that's different. That's for the Netflix series. Oh, I, I know. Yeah. But he was still doing this yeah. work about this character is male, this character is female, and he's like, they're concepts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they are the ultimate gender fluidity. Yeah. <laughs> Have a nice day, Twitter. <laughs> it's like, sit down. Here's here's your textbook. It's called Sandman Omnibus One. Read that. Get back to us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, let's see. So five years ago, in a issue that I doubt we will be covering, so this is five on this years podcast. later. No, this is five years ago. Yes, but now uh, we are 20... five years later than it. Oh yes, that is correct. It yeah, is five that's... years later after this issue has come out. It's a total of ten years. It is called <laughs> KFC Presents Number Two: The Colonel Corps. It is I don't want to see KFC's number twos. I don't want to see them. It is a tie-in with Kentucky Fried Chicken. And this issue, number two, is called The Colonel Corps. A year before, Colonel Sanders battled his evil twin from Earth 3 in The Colonel of Two Worlds. Now I remember that one, yeah. Now the anti-colonel is attacking the multiverse and the future of fried chicken lies with the colonels from various worlds spanning the multiverse. Uh, in this one-shot story, the Colonel Corps has to travel to 11 different continuities because each colonel knows only one part of the recipe with nice. 11 herbs and spices. Right. Uh, in this issue, one of those colonels it resides in the 31st century, and we saw Impulse and the Cosmic Treadmill, mm. and Brainiac 5 and the subs are name-checked. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, we, now we've got to do it. So that'll be 2029. Sure. Ish. Ish. Sure. Yeah. You know, you you laugh, but there was a group of fast food Avengers one year at Dragon Con where uh, Ronald McDonald was Thor. Nice. And, and the Burger King was Iron Man, and Wendy's was uh, Black Widow. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. impressive. It was yeah. pretty impressive. So this, I, I believe, this issue uh, was given out for free at San Diego. Okay. It was either number two or number three. It, it has to be number two. No, I mean the, the one issue was given out in San Diego. I don't remember if it was this one uh, or the one that came out a year later. Gotcha. But the lead. There was three the actually. One. There are three. Yeah. Oh, hey. yeah, that's that would be KFC presents number three. Are they not collected yet? Who did they are it? not? Who did it? Uh, uh, I think they all three had different creative teams. Hmm. Uh, so the one that he's referring to, though, was drawn by Tom Grummet. Oh, okay, cool. Wow, that's that's a thing. Yeah, I think it had multiple artists, but uh, I have not seen 
the Colonel Corps in any other DC series. So I'm not sure how canonical it is, but you know, in the all of it happened, Michael. I was, I was I'm just getting ready to say in the infinite, whatever they're calling it these days, everything happened. Super duper time. Yeah. And then so that uh, that was in the past, and then 960 years from now, in the year in June 27th, 2981, uh, Invisible Kid is killed by Validus. His spirit is apparently reunited with the ghost of a girl named Myla, with whom he had fallen in love. Have you and met my was... girlfriend? She's a ghost. Right. Yeah, she goes to another school. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Superboy 203, which was covered in episode 265. Uh, and then three days later was his funeral, uh, at which Kondo Arlick, a.k.a. Chemical King, gives a eulogy. And that we saw in Secret Origins number 47, which you can listen to in episode 167, or the rerun in 535. Uh, So pour one out for a dead legionnaire. Indeed. Indeed. And there must have been a statue around somewhere. Here you drink. Uh, Probably by the time of the funeral, there would have been a statue. So let's take another one. Mm -hmm. That one you just poured out, take a drink. Take take take, Take two. Yeah. And that is what will have been going to have happened uh, in the past and the future of Legion history. Wow, that is awesome. And uh, for, some, for some reason, I'm craving fried chicken now. Um... <laughs> Come on down, baby. We got mac and cheese on the veggie menu. Come on. <laughs> All right. bread, hush puppies, mac and cheese, all on the veggie menu. Well, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Folks, you tell us your favorite fried chicken recipe over <laughs> at uh, Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can comment on this or any episode except for that Dev M one, apparently. And we will see you all next week. We've got to save them from the void, Paul.